right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the DGA2 podcast. We are still in the new golden era. This is episode 14. This is all about Mr. Sean Carter, Sean Corey Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z. I want to start this one off with one of my um, favorite intros from volume one, where pain in the ass says, somebody pushed me close to the ground. I ain't panicked. I've been here before. Seems like only yesterday when I stepped in front of that stage and got in front of that crowd to show them who was who and what was what. Man, look at these suckers. I ain't no rapper. I'm a hustler. Just so happens I know how to rap. Okay, I'm reloaded. Let's do it, yo. Let's do it. Shout out to Jay-Z and everything he has done for hip-hop. I'm so amped up, ready to go. Jay-Z is one of my favorite hip-hop artists, period, on the planet Earth. Um, and I have a couple of special guests going to help me uh, coin this conversation. So first off, my first guest is doesn't need an introduction, actually. This is record 14th appearance on our podcast, William James Boyd. So he'll need an intro. He's good. My special guest, though, is a queen of all queens. Uh, her name is Miss Corona. Now, Miss um, Corona, if you all don't recognize her, I need you to do your hip hop homework. I'm not even going to bring up who Miss Corona even is. I want you all to look up who she is, what she has done, what she has contributed to hip hop, and then you're gonna be like, oh shit, that's Miss Corona. So I'm not even gonna say who she is, but uh, I'm gonna bring the both of them in, and without further ado, I'm gonna bring them in. Miss Corona was good. William James Boy, what is good? Miss Corona, how are you, mama? You can go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the audience, please. What up, though? My name is Miss Corona, you know, just like my man Rob said. <clears throat> and I was Corona before the virus hit, just so y'all know that. Um, and uh-huh. that's okay. But yeah, what up, though? You know, representing Detroit, holding it down. Jay-Z is, is one of my favorite MCs of all time. So I'm so happy to be here to talk about Word, that. word. Miss Corona, is that before the beer, too? Is that before the beer or no? Oh, no, I ain't that old. <laughs> shout out to you ma but it did come from the oh it stems from the beer yeah 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 it stemmed from me freestyling and pointing at the because the dude didn't think i was freestyling and i I pointed at the beer and said my lines intoxicate minds like coronas but i went by a totally different name before miss corona but you know, one of my mentors, rest in peace, Big Proof, he harassed me about changing my name for many, many years. And I, and I finally did it, like, when I was 16. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. You know I'm just kidding, right? You know I got love for you. You know I'm just messing with you. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, you know, I mean, hey, I tell people all the time, my parents was drunk off Corona. That's why they named me that. <laughs> Buys me of a biggie verse. <laughs> That's what's up. And for the record setting 14th appearance on the Diggy A2 podcast, we have William James Boyd live and direct. Will, talk to the folks, man. What's happening with you, big bro? What's good with you? What up, though? Got a fellow Detroit alum hey. up in here, Miss Corona. You know, glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. And I'm just humbled and blessed to be here hanging out with my man Rob. You know what I'm saying? My brother Rob. So without further ado, let's. 
Let's do it, man. We got Detroit Hockey Town in the building, but we are here to talk about Sean Corey Carter from Brooklyn, Marcy Projects, New York City. And I have uh, some facts I want to get out first before we get into the discussion. You already know how this goes. Um, One of the things that I recognize, you guys, um, and I don't know if you guys know this or not. I'm sure you do as hip hop heads, but Jay-Z is the most decorated MC in the history of hip hop with over 250 awards. So no, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to read all 250 awards that this man has in his trophy case. We'll be here all damn night. I don't have that kind of time. However, (laughs) some of the biggest things that I do have, uh, he has 23 Grammys, uh, the most of any MC of all time. Uh, He is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He is going to be inducted into the 2021 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So shout out to Jay-Z, first battle Hall of Famer uh, going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, He is the first hip-hop billionaire as well, too. So let's give Jay-Z props on being a hustler uh, and recognizing that he had a hustler spirit before he was a rapper and just blossomed into making money. So let's get all that out out of the way first. However... For this particular time period of 95 to 99, Jay-Z dropped four albums. Uh, The first one is Reasonable Doubt, released in June of 1996, uh, which is considered by most the best piece of hip-hop art ever recorded on wax. (coughs) Considered. So I won't say that's my opinion, but a lot of people do feel that way. So I definitely want to give them props. Uh, Five mics from the Source magazine. It was four at first. It got reloaded or upgraded to five mics. And I'm gonna have a conversation with Will and Miss Corona about that because I think yeah. there is a particular reason for that, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. You all know the uh-huh. hits from Reasonable Doubt. I don't have to read the track list. Uh, we know Can't Knock the Hustle, Politics as Usual, Brooklyn's Finance with him and Big going back and forth, oh, yeah. Debt Presidents, Feeling It, 22-2s, <laughs> Can I Live, Friend of Foe, Ain't No Nigga, Bring It On and Regrets. The whole album is a classic for a reason yes. so we won't even get into that what that is uh and then we had volume one uh released in 1997 uh the intro which is what i just recited from the beginning uh with rom no more uh, imaginary player streets is watching who you with part two face off with sauce money uh where i'm from and then friend of 12 98 that was four mics from the source one time platinum and then in 1998 which was the height of jay-z's career is when yeah. he launched volume two <clears throat> Uh, Hard Knock Life, uh, which was four and a half mics from the source, five times platinum, his most successful album to date. It's Hard Knock Life. Uh, you already know about Hard Knock Life, nigga what, nigga who, Money Cash Hoes with the late great DMX a week ago with um, Too Short, Can I Get Her with Emil and Ja Rule, Reservoir Dogs, one of my favorite joints on there. <clears throat> like that with DJ Clue, Fox. and It's All Right. And then in 1999, in December, he released uh, volume three, and that release uh, got four mics from the source, three times platinums. You all know the hits. Hova song, the beginning, so ghetto, do it again, big pimping, is that your chick? Come and get me, NYMP, uh, and watch me featuring Dr. Dre. So that is the premise for our conversation for Mr. Sean Corey Carter. And the first question that I have for the lady of the group. Uh, this evening is what does Jay Z, Miss Corona, mean to hip hop? I mean, you already said it. Look at it. First of all, I feel like, oh man, the history that he has, you know what I mean? Like coming out, like he was an underdog, you know what I mean? Like people looked at him like Jazzo's little brother. You know, they little brothered him for a minute, you know, took him a long time to get a deal. 
You know, he had to create his own lane for the labels to start paying attention. Um, and then dropping your first album and people was like, eh. And then folks had to go back and listen like, yo, <clears throat> nah, this is this is a masterpiece right here. Like, how did we really sleep on that? It, it just, I mean, it's, his career is just a manifestation of like a lot of the things that he talked about. You know what I mean? He he said he said long time ago that he was gonna be one of the one of the richest in the game. Like, you know, yeah. um, even pricing his his singles way above what people really thought was like. You know, like okay, yours ninety nine cents, mine's just four bucks. <laughs> this is like, come on, he that was, re and I think that's why he <clears throat> respected Nipsey Hussle when he dropped that mixtape. And Nipsey was like, "Yo, I'm dropping this mixtape for a hundred bucks." You know what I mean? And some folks were like a hundred dollars, but Jay like, "Yo, like, yo, man, you got to believe in yourself right. in a way that that nobody else like." can and the vision that he saw for himself anybody who was a naysayer he xed him out and got and, and got out of, you know got him out of there and now look at him <laughs> look at him <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah all come on now yeah i i i completely 110 agree that's why i'm gonna pass the mic over to boy with this because when i wasn't i i was one of those right when reasonable doubt came out and I only knew about it, Reasonable Doubt, because of my brother. Shout out to Matt that actually introduced me to Reasonable Doubt when it dropped in 96. I was like, ah, oh, that's all right. It's got a couple of cool hits, whatever. I didn't really think it was the masterpiece that we actually had as opposed to Illmatic. And a lot of people compare Reasonable Doubt to Illmatic. When Illmatic dropped, we knew. we all, The hip-hop world knew we had a classic. Yeah. Reasonable Doubt, it took us maybe five years, maybe till when he got to Blueprint 1, the first Blueprint, we were like, Oh shit! Like we we got to go back and do our homework on this cat. Like he just dropped a a, a classic album, but we don't remember about Reasonable Doubt. Uh, which brings me to my point to you, Will. When was the first time you heard Jay Z and were like, okay, this is something different? I've never heard nothing like this before. Um, when did he actually grab you as a as a as a wow factor? What was the wow factor for you for Jay Z when you first heard him? I'm gonna preface it with this: I gave you prophecy on my first joint, and y'all all laid out. Didn't really appreciate it till the second one came out. So I stretched the game out, extra your name out, put Jigger on top, and drop albums nonstop for you. So that having been said, <clears throat> Mark Harris, when we were at uh, 203rd, Word. he was singing Jay-Z's praises up and down. And I was like, eh, he ain't no X. Eh, he ain't no biggie. So, um, <laughs> so what happened was one day he was playing Can't Knock the Hustle. And I was like, who was that with Mary J? He's like, that's Jay-Z, fool. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I was taken aback. And I was like, his flow, the, the way it the way it ran, the, like that first verse was mad staccato. And you know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he was, you know, he was spitting it, just going at it. And the second verse, you know what I'm saying? He kind of smoothed it out and then just, you know, you know, furthered the story. And I was like impressed. I was like, I really like the way this is going. And I believe it was you, but I've, I've heard several people say it, but that first album was very cinematic. Yeah. But that wasn't my first exposure. My first exposure, because <clears throat> even after I heard Don't You Can't Knock the Hustle, 
it was uh it was the next album. You know what I'm saying? Because I heard you, I heard uh, the city is mine, right? And so I got into that one, and then I got into Brooklyn's finest, and I'm like, okay. And I had to go back, I had to go back to yeah. Reasonable Doubt, and can I live? Either can I live or friend or foe? Those are probably two of my favorites, the two of my highlights off off the first one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, along with Can't Knock the Hustle, but that entire album, just like with Nas is Illmatic, just push play, just push play. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna get too deep on this because albums should be like that instead of you know little piecemeal parts. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is for everybody else, and the rest is filler. But that album was put together with such foresight thought and and just heart and like like jay-z said man he just knew we, we had to catch up to him mm-hmm. we had to catch up to him i i Who completely agree the first time i'd heard jay was volume one so i was a little bit late in the game i love the imaginary player but he was like yo yo what's the difference between the 4.0 and a 4.6 and he's like 30 40 grand i could beat it you know what i mean and like, like damn okay well what what is that? And like you know what I mean. So so for those of you that don't know what that is, that's Range Rover. So let's get that. Yeah. Out. But but it's like the 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 cleverness, the 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 wittiness, the hustle, and you hear all of yes. that in Jay Z's rhyme. So I'm gonna pass it back to Miss Corona on this. And when we talk about Jay Z and his wittiness and his rhyme, Miss um, Corona, what impresses you about Jay Z and his ability to just to rap? Just uh, it's a it's a basic. It's basic function, right? But Jay-Z doesn't make it basic at all. Like he makes you rewind the tape or right. flip the track back to go back. Okay, what the hell did he just say? Like how what what impresses you about Jay-Z's lyricism? I mean, the wordplay is you can't you can't no pun intended, you can't knock that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the wordplay is top tier. It's like it's like wow. The double and triple entendres that he uses, but then he also like that was the first time I ever really heard an artist use that level of skill and wasn't rapping at you. He was just like having a conversation. He was kicking game to you. And I was just like, like, wow, okay. Yeah. But me personally, I'm gonna go back to the reasonable doubt. When I first heard Reasonable Doubt, it was like a breath of fresh air to me mm-hmm. because that was a style that I was like even as a younger individual, that was like how I kind of rhyme. Right. And people used to say that it that folks wouldn't understand me. Like, oh, you got to think about what the met- the things that you say. I'm like, you ain't catch that metaphor. And so <laughs> that was like when him and Biggie dropped, and they was using the double entendre style. Mm-hmm. The triple, I was like, yes, this is this is what I've been doing. <clears throat> so, I mean, his style is just. It's impeccable to me, honestly. I, I, you know, yeah. Like even when, even even the videography that he did, like well, yeah. cinematography style, yeah. yeah. You know the, the the visuals play into the albums, what made me just like be drawn even deeper in. You know what I mean? Because now I'm looking at this like, like wow. I mean, <laughs> he <Yeah>. used <laughs> one of my favorite movies. You know, usual suspect. Ooh, visual. What? And most of city my, is mine. The city is mine. Most of my homies around me, they wasn't into those type of films. They wasn't into that type of music. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm just looking at them like y'all. Y'all don't get it. 
this is from, this is the usual stuff. Like, no, this be a whack. He weird. I'm like, okay, you know. But my my cousins wanted to be be dope dealing niggas, and I'm like, he talking about all of that in a way that y'all can't. <laughs> it was. It's just, you know, genius, genius to me. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite bars from Jay, he was like, without rap, I was crazy straight pot, and I'm still spending money from 88. What? <laughs> he was so- President to represent me. Yeah, you know I mean, he was, he, was a, he, was a, he was a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z was a, I mean, truth be told, he was a drug dealer before he got, you know, rapping and everything. So he had that hustle uh -huh. mentality. And it's like, yo, like he, he was already rich. Well, well, I won't say he was like as rich as what he is now, but he was well off before he be even became a rapper, yo. Like people yeah. gotta understand how much of a hustle spirit this man had. Just so happy he knew how to rap. Right. Yeah. Well, you know well, what I'm well, let me take that back from you. Go he, ahead. He was, he was getting that street money. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of him being a rapper, mm -hmm. because when he was younger, he was torn with with. Those older cats and jazz. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane, no doubt, no doubt. Exactly. No so doubt. he was like, "Yo, okay, the, the music ain't. I got to do the street hustle thing." But at right. the same time, he said that's what made him really start writing in his head because he was so busy in the streets, he didn't have time to pick up the pen and pad no mm -hmm. more. Yeah. <clears throat> like I got to memorize this in my head. I'm like, man, yep. he's the real life Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hip hop rain man. Let's add that to Jay's yeah. title, right? Yes, yes. Like, that's, he's incredible, man. I'm passing the mic over to you, Will, about this. And as I'm thinking about Miss Corona talking about Jay, I'm thinking about um, his albums during the time period um, of what we're talking about, the new golden era. In the right. new golden era, there was so much talent going around uh, during that time. <laughs> but my questions, my good sir, is when it comes to his four albums, um, during that time period, which one do you pick out, and which one, uh, which one do you pick out, and which one are you like, ah, uh, I don't know about that one. Maybe he could have re redesigned it or re re remixed it or did something with it. So, what was your favorite one? What was the one you were like, nah, I really wasn't feeling during that time period? Now, reasonable doubt is one through three. Right, I'm gonna put them in order because a lot and a lot of cats might not necessarily necessarily feel me but um volume three doesn't get the love that it should it, it's almost one of the forgotten ones um <clears throat> him doing that joint with primo reminded me um let me see so ghetto yeah it reminded yeah. me of him back in uh the reasonable doubt days you know what i'm saying when he had you know clark kent you know what i'm saying and all that other production you know what i'm saying so it took me back you know to that point right but if i have to put him in order it's pretty much it's probably going to be it's it's going to be reasonable doubt and volume three as like one and one a and then hard knock life and then volume two now i mean um and then um hard knock life you know which is volume two right and then volume one you know in my lifetime right so um but putting them in that order in my lifetime is one of my favorite albums you right. know i'm saying it just so happens that the other three i like better so some days like i mean Dude, so ghetto is is on my freaking workout list. I'm not kidding right. you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's right. I'm I'm in the gym, you know what I'm saying? I'm so gangster frissy chicks don't want to hug with me, you know what I'm saying? I'm, but it was just nasty and it was it was almost like like a, a I don't want to say he bit Nas that that wasn't what it is, but it's almost like a song you you could see Nas doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially with the hook and and yeah, it was primo. <clears throat> but 
Jay-Z was not only prolific, you literally, and I do miss the intros. I miss the pain of the ass intros, but I'll tell you what, it was so dense. It was dense. It was cinematic. And he, there was a vision. There was a vision throughout each one. It kind of put me back in the mind of Heavy D because each album was sort of like a, uh, what's the adjective I'm looking for? It was, it was like a, it was a project. You know what I'm saying? There was a de- definitive start, a definitive, in, you know, ending. Yeah. The way it was all, it was, it was set up. You know, so I really, I really dug the way he set those up. But yo, th- those are, those are my. In fact, I'm just going to put it out there. Volume three, uh, Reasonable Doubt, uh, volume two, and then volume one. Interesting take. Uh, I don't agree, but interesting take. Um, and I and I have I used to be on the record for a long time saying that Reasonable Doubt was the best piece of hip hop artwork I've ever heard in my lifetime for a while. But for me, the second. And and I it's it's my second one now too. As I got older. As I got older and I got more into lyrics and rhymes and schemes and to pass over and I not, we'll talk about this later on, of course, hopefully down the road when we revisit Illmatic. Illmatic is 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 just it's Illmatic. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. So, but but I I don't knock anybody that says Reasonable Doubt is the best piece of artwork because it it, it is. I mean it, it's it's dope. It's 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 tremendous, but. Here's my question, Ms. Corona, and I want your take on this. So as Jay-Z was coming up in those, we'll say, you know, 96, 97, we lost Pac and we lost Big. So what do you say to those people that say, you know what, you know, Jay-Z only got famous because we don't have Big and Pac anymore. What, what do you say about that? What is your opinion about that? Oh, man, that's stupid. You know, that that's, that's ignorance to me because, one, Everybody got their own lane. They all had their own lane. You know what I mean? And I feel like he would have he would have still been successful, you know, regardless if they were here or not. Me, me personally, I believe in what the creator has designed. It's not even about what specific individuals will be here or not. It's like what is the path for you? What what did the creator, you know, put you here to do? I mean, Look at all the other artists, you know what I'm saying, that came after him that had tremendous success as well. But that longevity, you know, mm. that that is like Can't teach consistency. That. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even even one of his worst albums was still good, you know, yeah. like better than the albums that came out in that time frame. Right. So I don't I don't agree with that at all. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Tupac had his lane, <laughs> Biggie had his lane, and Jay-Z was definitely on his way to carve his while they were here. And you know, it just so happened that they had a, a untimely and unfortunate demise uh, in the in the process. But um it was nothing gonna stop him from being the successful person that he knew he was here to be. I don't yeah. believe that it was anything or anybody that was gonna stand in his way. Yeah, and, and and I would agree with you too. Uh, I take the same sentiments as well. I think Jay, um, you know, between, first of all, Jay and Big were, were, were good friends, very good friends on each other's right. tracks, used to battle back and forth, they had a very good relationship. And I think there would have been more collabs with Jay because to me, Jay and Big, lyrically, come on, yeah. man, it's, it's equally, it, it, wait, they're, they're literally 
uh, equaled <clears throat> out. I don't think there's one is better than the other. That's just my personal opinion. A lot of people don't agree with that, and that's okay. That's what hip hop is. It's for us to agree to disagree. Uh, but I think they're equally matched. I definitely have Jay Z in my top five dead or alive for a reason. Uh, because of his lyrical ability, and to your point, Miss Corona, his consistency. The Jay Z does not make, or rarely, I won't say doesn't, because there's a few of them that are like, oh, I don't know. This is a, it's rare. It's rare he makes a, a a trash album. It's very very rare. But in the in the, in the 90s, those four albums are all phenomenal. But I want to pass the mic over to Boyd for one more question before we start to get the last take. Uh, and Boyd, and that is. The controversy, in my opinion, around the five mics given to reasonable doubt. And I'm going to say the controversy because when it first came out, to Miss Corona's point earlier, uh, we didn't really listen to it until we went back in time and said, all right, let's go re-mic this up from four <laughs> mics mm -hmm. to five mics. And we're talking about the Source magazine. Those of you that are not familiar with the Source magazine, which is a hip-hop Bible back in the 90s before we had internet, Instagram, all that good stuff. Let's get that out of the way, right? So, But I think it's controversial because... In 2002 is when the source went back and remiked uh, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt from four mics to five mics. Do you think that is on purpose or is it just one of those mistakes that the source made uh, that they wanted to correct the wrong, we'll say? So what is, what is your opinion about that? I really want to hear what your take is on this. Did they, get it, did they get it right, you think, with four mics and just let them progress? Or is it actually a classic album that they said, well... Jay-Z is super successful now. Let's go back and give him another five mic album just to save face. Everything you just said is accurate. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> the four mics that they gave it <clears throat> back then was, it was good. It was accurate because they were sleepy. That's to be 100% honest. Yeah. They went back and gave it the five mics. It deserved that it, they knew eventually like, oh, we, we, we miscalculated this one. Um, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music, anybody? Um, but you get my point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> now, was was it a uh, one of this? Was it one of those political things? Yes. Oh man, Jay Z's like successful, so maybe we should. It was all everything you just said, and it's funny because, like, dipping back real quick. As far as the lanes, I know Miss Corona said that, that Jay-Z carved out his own lane, and he did. <clears throat> Whenever people talk about if Biggie and Tupac were still alive, the only thing I will concede is this. Instead of, I love how Jay-Z on uh, Kanye's uh, remix of Dive, Diamonds Are Forever, he said, difficult takes a day, impossible it takes, takes a week. A week. And yeah. it <laughs> right into what I'm getting ready to say. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't, Jay-Z still would have been a billionaire. He still would have made these hits. History might have been a little different. The albums might have been a little different. They may not have come out the same time, the same way, but he would have achieved that goal. Biggie and Pac, it wasn't like they were squeezing the lanes. They had, like Miss Corona said, everybody had their own lane. Unlike today where everybody kind of sounds and looks alike, I'm not going there and move that to another subject. Anyway, <clears throat> um, the thing is, it's like Jay-Z, would have still succeeded. He may not have made his billions, you know what I'm saying, or billion immediately, but think about it, dude. If if my uncle Rudy hadn't passed, if Sally Joe hadn't passed, you know what I'm saying? You can, we can pontificate all day and say what if, what if, what if, but Jay-Z was going to be dot, 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 period. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I, I know this is sacrilege, 
but of the three, Jay Z, uh, of the three, you know, when you talk about Jay Z, Biggie, and Tupac, hell, I'm gonna throw Nas in there too. Yeah. Talk about those four MCs. Lyrically, Tupac was the weakest one, but saying you're one of the weakest MCs in a group of four of the best MCs ever is not a slight. Right. Fact. Too, much Fact. like DMX, his passion, you know what I'm saying, was what shone through. But even still, Jay-Z wasn't like Biggie. Jay-Z wasn't like anybody. Yeah. No. Him and Big mesh. They mesh so well. And I know neither one of them was lyrically, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, skill-wise better than the other. But I'll tell you what. Biggie got Jay on. I think Biggie got Jay on uh, Brooklyn's finest, and Jay got Biggie on Love the Dope. That's that's my personal <laughs> thing. I agree <laughs> completely, one thousand percent. Agree with that. I uh, I, I completely I, I completely agree with that. And to answer your point, and I'm gonna pass the mic to Miss Corona to close us out. My point being, uh, with what you just said, Boyd. If you guys go back and listen to Volume Two, in the very beginning, Pain in the Ass says, "I quit." I'm retiring. Ain't enough money to keep me around, to keep me in the game, to keep me around. So once Big passed, he had already transitioned in his mind, like, I'm going to retire. Like, I'm not going to yeah. do this anymore. Because, yeah. you know, he didn't, he had lost the passion. And that's the very first thing you hear on volume two. And then lo and behold, you know, the rest of his career goes on. But it was yeah. early on when he was like, with the loss of Big, it was like, nah, man, like this, it's a big hole in rap. And I don't want to do this. He was contemplating retirement. Jay-Z was yeah. contemplating retirement, you all, in 1998. Do you all, I mean, just, just to think about that for a second, like what would rap look like if Jay had retired in 98? It would be look He was going to Brett Favre the situation before Brett Favre did. Exactly, exactly my point, exactly my point. So I just want to bring that into the context for the audience uh, that is not familiar with Jay-Z. And as, as what I, I'm not gonna say I'm a super fan, but I'm a big fan of Jay-Z. So I'm a huge fan of his work. Um, and those those albums in the 90s are, are timeless. And I'm gonna pass the mic to Miss Corona to close us out for this particular episode. And Miss Corona, you have the last word. What are your last thoughts when it comes to Jay-Z and his impact, not only on hip hop, but on yourself? Mm. Well, I, I wanna I wanna go back a little bit because when y'all talked about, you know, the the um the connection that he and Biggie had lyrically when they when that it was a competitive edge and I felt like it was iron sharpened iron. So that's why he felt like, damn, you know, one of the people that I look up or look to as my most uh competition, you know, out of everybody. He not here no more. You know what I mean? So that that will knock the wind out of anybody. Um, I just feel like what he's done for me as an MC, definitely, I'd be like, yo, man, I gotta step my lyrics up. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta step my metaphors up and not even using, you know, when you're younger, you kind of use stuff that's like, here's the metaphor, bam, slap. You, 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 you know what's coming. And now it's like you kind of you weaving it in there, you tucking it away. You and I feel like he kind of—I won't say he created it, but I feel like he mastered it to a to a point where it was like nobody else can. Do, he he's so slick with it. Like even on the new joint, the college joint, when he throwing <laughs> up with all the bees and, and you know, I'm like, what? Oh, they was mad at the other. Oh, wait, he going to like what? Come on, the, the the dude is he's he's a monster, and also, and me getting a chance to like 
you know, meet Freeway and, and build a slight relationship with him and hang out with him. I saw how that rubbed up being, you know, part of the rock rubbed off on him and being around Jay-Z rubbed off on him because I'm sitting there, me, me, him, and, and, and my brother Mo Dirty and a couple other individuals, my, my boy Clemmy, we riding around the city and Free goes to the studio and everything that we did that day, he went in the booth and he just rapped about it. And I'm like, this motherfucker ain't pick up no piece of paper. But that just goes to show that everybody that was around him in that circle looked to him because he was considered to be one of the best. Everybody wants to be the best. You know what I'm saying? If you want that basketball court, you want to be better than Jordan. You want to be better than Kobe. You want to be better than LeBron. You don't want to be the next LeBron. You want to be better than them. You know what I mean? But if I'm standing next to LeBron and LeBron is embracing me, I feel like that's good enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might not. You, the reality might be I might not never be better than LeBron, but he looking at me, he see me, we on the same court. This my man's. Okay, now I got to strive to go out here and I got to bang on his head, though, but I know he going to come for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's what everybody – it's the intimidation thing. And also, I'm, I'm going to end it right here. No, also, I, I wanted to say I really appreciate it the consistency in the album cover artwork. You know, everybody was super colorful and doing the, you know, flamboyant shit, and he was just black and white, black and white. Now, when he dropped the other joint, there was a little color in there, but he still rocked the, the black suit. And it was just like, man, like, I don't know. It was it's Simplicity is the key. Yes. He's simplistic, but he still got a flamboyance about him. He's a little humble, but he's mighty arrogant. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he braggadocious, but he's still, like, he'll pull it back and reel it back sometimes and be like, it's so many levels and layers. He's like a fucking onion, man. He's like he's like the onion at the Outback, you know? You don't even know that you're going to like that shit, bro. But once you get a little taste of it and you keep peeling it back, you're like, this is... Some flavorful fly shit. And yeah. I, I don't think uh, there's nothing left to be said ladies <laughs> and when it comes to that. I think we've ended on a great note. Definitely one of my favorite episodes and Jay-Z, one of my favorite artists. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's about time to start wrapping things up and how we have been doing throughout the last few weeks uh, for season three is paying homage to the late great George Floyd and to all the others that we have lost due to social injustice. So if you all could please join me in a nine second moment of silence and then we'll go into the shout out portion real quick. Amen. Amen. Rest in peace, George Floyd, and rest in peace to all of the others that we have lost through the social injustice in the United States of America. So with that being said, Miss Corona making her first appearance, but I got a feeling it won't be the last time we're going to see Miss Corona on the Dig 2 platform. But uh, the floor is yours, ma'am. Who are your shout outs going to this week, mama? Yo, Rob, I got to shout you out. Thank you for having me on here, brother. No, thank you. You know, we just met recently, but I feel like, you know, I feel like this, this, relationship that we're building is going to last for a long time. Will, it's a pleasure to meet you. Your smile is just, is infectious. I'm <laughs> Thank um, you. I need to shout out my, my crew, uh, Fat Father Jackie B. We got our podcast too, you know what I'm saying? Check us out. Follow me and then you can check us out. I'm not going to 
you know, do all that. And then my DJ Los, uh, my parents, I know they're gonna be watching it. They they like my biggest fans and they gonna I when it's happening, you know. Um also uh, I gotta shout out my business partners, Madison and Juan from Triple Peaks Clothing. Follow us on Instagram, Triple Peaks Clothing, um, Cops and Gear, uh yeah, follow me on IG, hit me up, and all that. What up, though? Shout out to Detroit. I love y'all. Peace, y'all. All that. Word, word, mama. Detroit, stand up. Will, Yum James Boyd, 14 Indeed. appearances on the DGA2 platform. First, our brother, before you speak, I got to give praise to you and supporting your little brother, man, from day zero. When this was ideas on paper, and you were like, yo, Rob, I got you. I don't know where the hell this is going to go. But look where it brought us, little big bro. Look where yes, it brought us. Yes. Look who we are talking to right now. Miss Corona, <laughs> hip-hop legend, we are talking to right now and talking about Jay-Z. Like, it's just incredible um, but where we have started, man. So I could not have done it without you, man. So thank you for your love and support over the last 18 months. And we ain't slowing down, bro. We got more work to do. But the mic, <laughs> yes. the mic is yours, sir. Who are your shout-outs going to, family? My shout-outs are going to all the guests that have come over the last couple seasons. Um, I want to give a shout out to, man, I almost, uh, last week. Satisfy, Satisfy Raps, word. I want to give a shout out to Satisfy. I want to give a shout out to B-Wise. I want to give a shout out to, you know, to Mrs. Dolby, the queen. Queen, I want to give a shout out to Frank. I want to give a shout out to all our guests. I especially want to give a special shout out to Miss Corona, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, look, I'm telling you, I love Hockey Town, Rock City. I love my, I love my state. So, and and believe me, I'm representing. What up, though? So basically, I just want to give a shout to everybody who was on the show because, in some shape, form, or fashion, they showed that they believed in the vision. And I'm telling you, your vision is far from myopic. In fact, it's the antithesis of myopic, my brother. One, one love. Salute, my good dude. Uh, my shout outs are short, man. First off, shout out to Miss Corona. If you guys didn't know, I've been chasing Miss Corona for like months. So it's like <laughs> almost like, well, we'll say borderline stalking, right? Well, we we won't say stalking like for real, but like kind of borderline stalking. I'm like, Miss Corona, please, can you please come on this show? Like people need hold to on, see hold you. Hold on, don't say it like I, it, was the conflict, <laughs> it was conflict of schedules. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Truth yeah. be told, conflict of schedules. Yes, that is fact. That is fact. But, but see, Miss Corona, that's less dramatic. <laughs> yeah, that's not as dramatic as me chasing you, right? It's not, it's not the same thing. But yes, yeah, truth be told, uh, conflict of scheduling. But Miss Corona, thank you so much for dropping your knowledge. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, this will not, hopefully, not the last time we see you on this platform because your knowledge and your love for the culture needs to be more showcased on our platform. So you're welcome to come back. Anytime you want to, the floor is always open. Uh, you come back, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Shout out to my big brother William James. Fourteen appearances. I don't think nobody's gonna beat that record. That record will hold up in the record books. Uh, and we got more work to do. We got two more seasons to do, family. So we're not done yet. We're gonna take a pause <laughs> a little bit. But uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, as as Will mentioned, all of our guests that have been on the show. Uh, from the very beginning, it's, it's a laundry list, and I can't remember all your names, so I won't do it by one by one. You all know who you are. Shout out to the Queen Jess, of course, the queen uh, behind me that does everything behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, on the side of the scenes, everything. Uh, this cannot be done without her love and support. So thank you, babe, for what you do uh, supporting us. And shout out to my kids, shout out to my grandkids, and shout out to Jay-Z. 
shout out to what he's done for hip hop and shout out to hip hop music, hip hop culture, and just uh, what we have become from the 70s to what we are now in 2021 and going to keep rocking uh, is awesome. And I'm glad to be a part of it. So that's all that we had this week. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, is our season finale. The season is coming to a close and we're closing our season out with the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S-B-I-G. Uh, rest in peace to Biggie Smalls. We're going to talk about him next week. So uh, you guys be cool, be safe. Stay humble and stay hip hop. All right, y'all see you next week. One double zero. Peace.